time for The Setup, the fastest hour in sports talk here on the Ticket Radio Network. Here's Cade Carlton. All right, welcome in to a Tuesday edition of the show here on the Ticket Radio Network, live from the North End Zone facility at Centennial Bank Stadium. That's what I'm calling it. Or the Centennial Bank Operations Center. It's one of those. One of those. Uh, all right, welcome in as we're live out here. Uh, full slate of interviews on the show today, which you can find uh, streaming online, 953theticket.com, and through the TuneIn app by searching for KDA, Kate Carlton, along with Kara Ritchie here for the next hour. And we get to start off with an interview with Eddie Smith, who's with us now. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? Doing good. Good to uh, good to catch up with you um, to, to start things off here. And uh, I guess we'll just start. You know, you have a kind of an interesting background where you go from Alabama to Illinois, now here to Arkansas State. So uh, first off, just what was the connection with, with Butch Jones that uh, kind of got you here to A-State? Um, he was with me my three years at Alabama, and uh, he talked to me a lot the, the, the couple years he was there. Uh, he's kind of more laid back there, just always smiling, happy. And um, every time we did one-on-ones, I remember him walking up to me like, my real name is Edward. He'd come up to me and say, hey, hey Edward, my receiver's about to get on your butt. And that, that was kind of our, like, our relationship when I was at Alabama. What is it, and we'll get more into A-State, but what is it like to play for, for Nick Saban? I mean, it's great. I mean, I don't, a lot of people don't know he's actually the defensive backs coach. Uh, he gave me a lot of knowledge my couple years there. I mean, he's, he's a tough coach, but it's all love at the end of the day. You make the decision to come to Arkansas State. You got to campus. You got here, uh, let's see, back in December, January? So January. You were here. Okay. Yes, so you were here for the, the full spring. What, what if any, was the biggest adjustment for you in, in getting to Arkansas State? Um, just really stepping up and being a leader off bat. I mean, the, the first day I got here, they expected me to come and be a, a leader immediately. Uh, and at first, I was really uncomfortable doing it. Um, probably took me like a week and a half to get comfortable with my teammates and everything. And then it became natural from there. It is an interesting roster dynamic with so many newcomers, and you only have forty, you know, some odd returners. So, was it easier to step into a leadership role just because there were so many newcomers? Uh, not. I wouldn't say necessarily. I mean, I do it. New players or anything. I feel like if the old player was still here, I could still come and be a good leader. So how do you break the ice with new teammates? Are you are you a jokester? Do you bond through music? I mean, what is what is kind of the, the fast-forward process for that? Really just being myself, you know. I, I think I'm a good person. A lot of people love me for who I am. I do joke a lot, but I also get serious. And just getting my respect for my teammates just like that, that's that's how. Obviously, you're, you're five days in or five practices in now to fall camp. So how is the beginning of fall camp going? Uh, really good, really good. I feel like we're making progress. Our goal is to get 1% better every day. Uh, I feel like we're better day five than we were day one, and that's, that's the goal at the end of the day. It seemed like there was, you know, a bit of a lengthy chat after practice on Saturday uh, from, from Coach Jones. Uh, talked with everybody for a little bit. You know, what what then happened on, on Sunday and Monday? How did you guys build off that? Um, he just was telling us the same thing, that 1%, that 1% uh, practicing hard, when we're fatigued, playing for each other, having the, the we, not me want mindset. So that that was his, his goal of talking to us that long is just letting everybody know, like, forget how you feel. We're all tired. Everybody in the country is doing this. But to, in order to be the team we want to be, we all have to play for each other and put our, our um, 
on the eastern side. So what – obviously you played for Butch Jones but even as an assistant in Alabama. Now you're playing for him as a head coach. So what's the, what's the transition from playing for him as an assistant to being under his program as his head coach, or as uh, he's the head coach? He's, he's a lot more tougher now. I mean, when he was at Alabama, he's kind of laid back, always smiling, happy. I mean, he smiles and happy here also, but you get the, the tougher side whenever he's, whenever he's mad, when things are not going right. A little bit more intense. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of bit more intense. Yeah. <laughs> of course, uh, Eddie is going to be uh, hanging out in, in the secondary, uh, patrolling down the field. Uh, tell us a little bit about more about some of the guys in that unit with you. Uh, Leon Jones, Kenny Harris, uh, uh, Denzel Black, Blackwell, uh, um, Tray, Trayvon Thomas. Like we, we, we have a we have a really good secondary this year. I feel like we have a lot of guys that could come produce. Um, even the young guys, James Reed, uh, Webbs. Like, I don't feel like we have a weakness in the secondary, so I, I feel like we're, we'll be pretty good in the back end. Obviously getting a new defensive coordinator now, so what has it been like getting to know and getting to play for Rob Harley so far? Uh, it took me – I feel like the spring ball really helped me get to be comfortable with the playbook. It's something I never did before. Like, as far as alignments, the play cover four a little different, so – I think Coach Harley is a great defensive coordinator. He uh, he puts us in the right position to make plays, so he's got to go make them. I mean, you've played a lot of football in your life, obviously, and, and you've played other places, so you've had to adapt and be versatile. So is it just when you come into a new program, is it more a, a terminology change, or is, is that kind of the, the gist of it, or is anything else to take some more adjustment? Mainly just the terminology change. I mean, cover four at the end of the day is cover four, cover three is cover three. It's just Certain defensive coordinators like you in different positions. That's the only thing you got to get used to the terminology and get used to how exactly they want you to put in techniques. You weren't here last year, but obviously one of the things that was a deterrent for this defense was the explosive plays. They gave up a lot of explosive plays. So through the first week or so of fall camp, how much of an emphasis has that been to not give up those big plays? It's been a huge emphasis. I mean, I know last year wasn't the best year defensive-wise, but now we just focus on everybody doing their job. Uh I feel like once people start to doing their own thing and try to focus on making plays, then that's when you give up big plays. So everyone be focused on just doing their job. You've also got, you know, some, uh, and this is the case a lot of places, but some of these A-State wide receivers are just flat out fast. You can't be in a situation where you let them get behind you or, or mm-hmm. they're going to be gone. What kind of challenge is it going against those guys in practice? I mean, it's real good. I feel like um, iron shoppers iron, and we have some great receivers. So especially guarding guys like Champ every day who's blazing fast, I feel like it'll make the game easier going against good guys like that. Okay, Champ told us earlier that if all the wide receivers <laughs> went on a race, that he would win. Was was he being honest with us or not? Uh, Champ, Champ, pretty fast. But I, if I had to bet, I, I think I'll go T Hunt. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> we won't tell him. I don't think he's listening. Yeah. He's right over there, but I don't think he's listening. Yeah, so we, it's all right. we won't tell him. Uh, so, what are your goals for this year? Um, just right now, just I'm focused on Grambling State. And I just want to take everything one game at a time. I don't want to put no big picture in my head right now. So just take it one game at a time and just I want to get better week after week after week and then eventually work towards getting to a Sun Belt championship. But in order to do that, we have to focus on one game at a time. And focus on one game at a time. You've also got to focus on, you know, coming together as, as a cohesive unit, not just secondary linebackers, whatever, but mm-hmm. one group of defense. How, how do you make that process work? I mean, uh, stepping up and being a leader. I mean, I, being a leader, you have to do everything right all the time. So my teammates should be able to look at me and say, okay, he's doing everything right, so I should be like him. And just bringing that energy and juice every day and leading by example, and I think we'll be fine. 
by example, or are you a vocal guy? Uh, yes, ma'am. I think I'm very vocal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a smile that he's giving us right now that lets yes. us know that very vocal might be downplaying it a little bit. Well, you're five five practices into fall camp so far. So, what have you seen out of this defense? What do you like? Where do you need? Where do you guys need to improve upon? Uh, I think that we're, we're we're really good right now. Um, I just think playing playing. I feel like it's more mental right now with us. You know, it's really hot outside right now. Uh, so I feel like playing better when we're tired is the the biggest thing to focus on because when I feel like when all eleven of us on the same page, we're a really good defense. But it's just once it's nine guys or eight guys, and that's whenever you can give up a big play or we're not playing to our best capability. It is miserable outside. Yes. We did a, we did post practice audio on the turf a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and us Wussy media members were melting. So I don't even know how you guys handled it, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, you've got to be the leader. What What do you say? What do you encourage your What do you say to encourage your teammates to push through in, in an atmosphere and a day just, like that? Just whenever it gets hard, just I feel like think about your why, think about why you're doing it, and then forgetting how you feel and then playing for your teammate. Like, because I go out there like once it get to like the last couple periods, I'll be dead tired, but then I will look around and then and then see why I'm doing it. So then they'll give me motivation to go harder because I'm not just playing for myself; I'm playing for my teammates. And so that's why I try to encourage our guys to do like. Forget how you feel. You know, everyone plays football for a reason. Think about your why. Think about your teammates, and then we'll be fine. Are you done after? The, are you done after this? Or are you you sticking around for a while? Uh, I think I'm sticking around for a while. I think okay. I got a couple more, so I'll be here for a while. You can come back during the breaks and give us yeah. pep talks. I like that. I like that motivation. That was good. Sounds good. Well, appreciate the time and uh, good luck this year. No problem. Thank y'all. Thank That's you. Eddie Smith joining us on the setup today. We'll go ahead. We'll step aside for a timeout. We'll come back and uh, have a conversation with head coach Butch Jones after this on the ticket. We are not ready to go to the closer just yet. More of the setup coming up next on the Ticket Radio Network. Hello? Emily, it's Jennifer. I need your help. Oh, no. What's going on? I don't know if you've heard, but I'm having to work from home starting today, and I'm trying to get set up, but I can't even get calls from the office. Okay. Do you have the Spectrum VoIP app on your phone? No, I haven't set it up yet. Okay. I can log into the admin portal and forward your calls to your cell until I get it all set up. Thank you so much. You bet. Let me know when you're back in the office, and we'll get that app installed. That way, you'll never miss a call no matter where you are. Emily, you're the best. What about my video conference calls? I'll send you a link to the Spectrum VoIP portal just like we use in the office. Once you log in, you'll be able to use the chat feature and the video call feature right from your laptop. Fantastic. Now I need to get started working. When working from the office, at home, or on the road, Spectrum VoIP makes it easy. If you'd like a free demo, call 870-454-HELP. That's 870-454-4357. Or visit us online at calmersolutions.com. Spectrum VoIP from Calmer Solutions. Cloud-hosted, high-quality VoIP at the best price. Farmers, Harvest will be here before you know it, and Pico Foods is ready to buy your new crop corn in Milo. Before you book, call Pico, a fourth-generation family-owned business and the eighth-largest poultry producer in the U.S. Pico Foods buys direct from local producers at always competitive prices. Pico believes in supporting their own agricultural community, and right now, they're buying new crop corn in Milo. Call today. In Arkansas, Missouri, call David Durham or James Chester, 870-202-7101. In Alabama and Mississippi, call Craig Bird or John Taylor Hickman, 601-670-9383. 
When it comes to servicing your vehicle, trust the folks at Purcell Tire and Service Center. Purcell provides unbeatable service, and that includes free alignment checks on their state-of-the-art Hawkeye alignment machine. Plus, every Tuesday is Ladies' Day at Purcell, where all ladies get an oil change, tire rotation, and brake inspection for just $37.95. And Purcell continues to be the home of the lowest price around on quality Michelin tires. Call them at 972-TIRE, 972-TIRE, or go see your friends at Purcell Tire and Service Center, Parker and Caraway, Jonesboro. What does better mean to you? Maybe it's better services, better support, better ways to build a life or buy a home or run a business. First Security is your partner for it all with resources and solutions that make a difference for you and others. That's because First Security takes care of customers while building communities. Better for you, better for Arkansas, better for all. First Security, bank better. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. If you're talking, they will hear you. We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy. So we show them how. And we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. Not just one time, but every chance we get. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids not only need to know the dangers and how to avoid them, they need to hear it often from you. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Always rooting for overtime round here. Now let's get back to the setup. All right, welcome back as we continue along on a Tuesday edition of the show. Here on the Ticket Radio Network, set to be joined by A-State head coach Butch Jones here in a few moments, but... Right now, we have a little bit of time to talk uh, about what is what has gone on throughout the course of the day. Already a couple of interviews, uh, already have gotten to hear from Butch Jones along with the coordinators in their press conference throughout uh, the course of the, the afternoon. And uh, one thing that I think was consistent in both Keith Heckendorf and Butch Jones' comments today was that there is a lot of a lot of positive remarks, a lot of positive things to say about kind of James Blackman and the leader that he has evolved into over the course uh, of the off season. So uh, something that definitely makes you uh, excited if you're an A-State fan to hear the glowing comments that everyone has about James Blackman so far. I mean, obviously there's, there's always going to be a lot of discussion about the quarterback uh, yeah. more so than any other position, but you know, you thought that might lessen a little bit this year with the fact that there's not a quarterback battle. However, it seems like there is just as much conversation. The tone of it, however, has changed a little bit and uh, changed in a lot of positive ways. You know, Jones has numerous times referred to him as a CEO quarterback yeah. uh, and not just uh, CEO of the offense, but CEO as a team leader and it being that guy. And that's, you know, very, very refreshing to hear. Yeah, it's also refreshing to hear about Keith Eckendorp commenting that the O-line is improved enough to where you're going to see more of an emphasis placed on the run game this year because obviously last year that was something that 
just didn't happen in a lot of games. It's still kind of mind-blowing to go back and, and look at, at last year's stats because when you look overall, you know, this it, it was not uh, it was not a bad offense when you look at where this team ranks statistically. I mean, scoring offense-wise, uh, this team was, was in the middle of the pack, but, man, the balance was just was just so off. You know, uh, this team was just so pass-heavy, ranked 11th in, in passing yards, and then, you know, next to – Next to the next to the last in terms of uh, rushing yards per game last year, it's certainly it's certainly an aspect that can be improved significantly. Yeah, and so it seems like there has been a lot of positive talk about the offense and also where the defense is at at this point as well as we're just about to be joined alongside a state head coach, uh, Butch Jones, for an interview. Also coming up in this hour, 2.30, we're going to have Reed Tyler on. At 2.45, we're going to have uh, Kevon Bennett on as well. So looking forward uh, to that over the course of the next hour or so. Uh, but right now, waiting for a visit with uh, A-State head coach, Butch Jones, who is a busy man today. He is, he is. He's getting. Uh, he's in a chat at the door. I'm about to start knocking on the window. <laughs> don't want to do, do that. Can't be, can't be that person. Yes. Already changed out of the dress clothes too. He, yeah, they did. They did the nice pictures, and so now yeah. everybody is just uh, is is ready to relax and enjoy. Um, I assume definitely for the players today, where they don't have to be out on the turf <laughs> and and they can enjoy some some Jimmy Johnson hanging out today. Yes, as uh, we're joined alongside a state head coach Butch Jones. Now, coach, how are you? I'm doing great. Great to see you guys, and appreciate you being here all day. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of excitement uh, around this program, getting the off season over and getting five practices in so far. So how is how has it gone so far? Work in progress. You know, like we talked about, we're building our identity as a football team, and, and each individual is building their identity and their reputation every single day. And you know, we have to you know work every day to be the team that we want to be in terms of discipline, the details. Uh, you know, be able to execute in critical moments, play with the type of toughness and expectations that we demand, but also the team chemistry standpoint. You know, can we handle the natural adversities of a long football season? Can we handle the frustrations, the disappointments, and also the successes as well? So that all comes with leadership and a mentality. So I've been pleased so far with what I see, but uh, as we all know, we got a long way to go. After practice on Saturday, you had a lengthy chat with your team regarding, you know, mental toughness and, and some of the things you just mentioned uh, there. But how did you see them respond on, on Sunday and Monday? Well, that's been the great thing with this football team is it's important to them. And they hang on every word you say. They listen to everything. And we have to teach them. That's part of coaching is teaching. But we also have to make sure that, you know, we have high standards. And that's what we talked about, standards over feelings. And we have to follow the principles and values and mentality. And that's the thing is, is we need to continue to build our work capacity. I think that's the big thing. And then the ability to sustain. I think that's also the biggest thing. Sustain a long season. Sustain 16, 17 periods of practice. Sustain the heat. All those things that go into mental toughness. And really, when you think about it, whether it's physical, mental, or emotional toughness, it's till you break. You know, what's your breaking point? You give in, you lose your focus, you lose your poise. So that's all the things that we've been talking about this training camp. I know you mentioned it in your press conference, but just starting fast, obviously that was something that you felt do well enough last year so how much of an emphasis has that been throughout completely the- <laughs> I've, ne- I've never been through anything like that you know we'd walk out of the tunnel and i'd be looking for you know i see a whole lot of anxiety 
And uh, so, you know, we've changed things up with the practice format. They don't know what to expect every time they go on the practice field. So we've been doing a lot more of team competitive situations immediately, trying to get these guys to learn how to compete right away. You know, the minute you step on the football field, it's go time. And so you have to know how to flip the switch and get your mind ready to go. And I think the other thing is, as I spoke about in the press conference too, is our overall psychological disposition. You know, our mindset is so, so important. And just the competitive structure and everybody being held accountable to each other and all that. And so far, again, we're work in progress, but overall, I like what I see. Obviously, any day like this, there's going to be a lot of conversation about the quarterback, and you've talked already a ton throughout camp today as well about James Blackman. But numerous times you've referred to him as, as the CEO quarterback. Just elaborate on that and, and what you see sure. from him well, in that aspect. You look at any great quarterback, the quarterback has to be able to solve problems. You know, they solve problems in the locker room. They solve problems on the field schematically. You know, they're, they're problem solvers. And then they're CEO quarterbacks, which means they own, they own the team. They're the leader. They're the face of it. They're, they're the ones that have the influence. And it's been, you know, teaching James that. But James has done a lot of that on his own this year, too. And so it's been remarkable just how far he's come. And uh, we'll continue to work. Uh, with that but it's just you know it's all those things that go into playing the quarterback position besides then the detailed execution and the precision and the rhythm and spacing of a time game and getting us in the right checks but that's the thing too is I think another year in our system he's extremely comfortable with that he's making all of our protection checks at the line of scrimmage he's getting us in the right run checks so that's been great and, and you know he's been a great illustration for Jackson Daly and then I think you add an individual like A.J. Mayer into your football program who brings a whole nother element as well, and uh, he's been a much-welcomed addition as well. You mentioned the leadership element that he's kind of brought over the course of the offseason. You know, you talked about it, how 20 to 25 guys are up here on a Saturday night working out with James Blackman. So how much has that changed in the last year, just his leadership? Monumental. Um, you know, and again, he feels like he owns the team. Um, and the players respect him, and they listen to everything that he says. And so, you know, that's when your team chemistry, that's when your camaraderie, that's when your brotherhood, that's when your togetherness is really born outside the building. And, you know, can we be a team that when we go through z- these adversities, we stay together? You know, and I think the other thing I like to watch is who hangs out with who. You know, when we got here, there was a lot of pairs, you know, one-to-one, two-to-one. Now we, 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 we travel in packs. You know, I see four or five, six, seven guys hanging out together, groups hanging out together, other sides of the ball together. And, uh, you know, that stuff, you know, it, it, it kind of happens organically. It happens naturally. But you try it as a coach, you know, to, to create that and build that bond. But the players have done a really good job with that. With this quarterback position, of course, you've also mentioned it's it's also a product of having everybody else on that offense step up and, and perform well. And, and JB took a lot of hits uh, last year, took a lot of sacks. Uh, what what do you need to see, you know, better from, from that offensive line unit this fall to, to get ready to protect him better this season? Well, you know, from a quarterback standpoint, you know, uh, keeping them clean. You know, hits on the quarterback is an accumulative toll. And every quarterback or every defense wants to impact the quarterback. So, again, just – you know, taking pride in the details and in the toughness that goes along with playing playing that position group. And then it's hard to win football games when you have to be one-dimensional. We have to be able to run the football. And, you know, so much of the offensive and defensive lines are developmental positions. 
And, uh, you know, I think you saw that commitment with seven high school offensive linemen that we signed. You know, we were able to add a couple additions late, and this group has come together. Um, completely different mentality, completely different buy-in, uh, chemistry through the roof. They love playing with each other. There's a camaraderie. That's one of the position groups I love to go in their meetings um, and sit in there because mm-hmm. you can feel – the confidence, you can feel all that in that room. So it's been a night and day difference. Defensively, you know, you've added, obviously, a guy like Eddie Smith, and then also T.W. Ayers has shifted around. Kabon Bennett's moved back to linebacker. So what have you noticed out of your defense through the first week? Well, again, I think it's ongoing. Um, you know, and we have to do a much better job, obviously, of critical situations, getting off the field on third down. You know, making individuals or making individual teams kick field goals as opposed to giving up touchdowns. And, you know, we all know this, the explosive plays. And it's just a high level of consistency day in and day out, a high level of toughness and effort with which we want to play with every single day. And uh, just the consistency, the pride and performance that comes along with that, how you practice, your habits, all that. Um, you know, TW has been one of those individuals we've asked a lot of it, out of and he's responded you know, um, the defensive front, the defensive tackles continue to be work in progress. We're going to need continued growth and development from them, not just throughout training camp, but the entire course of the season. Switching gears just briefly for a moment, uh, busy with the class of, of 2023 already, obviously, uh, recruiting never stops. But your thoughts on how that class is coming together so far and, and uh, what other, you know, primary position groups or what else you need to focus on to complete well, as we all know, the dynamics of recruiting is so much different and it's ever-challenging. And, you know, we wanted to make sure that, you know, when a young man commits, it's not a reservation, that, uh, you know, he's shutting it down. And, you know, if we're going to honor that scholarship and be committed to him, he needs to be committed to us. And uh, your word is your bond. But, you know, every individual that, that has committed to us has been on campus, has been in our camp program. I think that's the other thing that, you know, just educating everyone around here of what really it means to build a big-time college football program with everything that you do. And uh, obviously it starts first and foremost with quality of people and quality of players and attracting them to your campus. And we've had over 2,000 prospective student athletes to our campus all age groups from entering the ninth grade all the way to the 12th grade then to our youth camp that does more than just benefit arkansas state football that benefits benefits arkansas state university with our admissions you know we all know we need to get our admissions up you know all those things that go into you know the university community so to be able to welcome that many people to our campus hopefully those are future students here at a state as well but, uh, you know, just, again, staying the course in recruiting, um, being able to address our needs, I think, as the season goes, we'll know a little bit more where our deficiencies are. Um, we think we have a pretty good handle, but, we you know, continue to grow and elevate it through recruiting. Make no mistake about it, we're going to win first through the high school ranks. I just think you need to. And then you supplement it with the transfers like we have and possible JUCO players. But to me, like especially in the lines of scrimmage, we want to be able to to build them. We want to be able to kind of grow them up in our football program with our standards, our expectations, with Jeff Jones in the strength and conditioning area. So a lot goes into that, but we want to win with high school players first. You mentioned in your press conference, and I thought it was interesting, just different ways you have gone about trying to grab the attention spans of, of your players and what all you've kind of done differently. So what have you done differently throughout the course of the last year? Well, I think, first of all, just acknowledging 
that this is Generation Z. And, you know, most of these individuals by age seven or eight had a smartphone in their hands. Yep. And so it's it's uh, technology-based. It's information at your fingertips. It's ongoing. The average attention span right now is between six to eight seconds. So what are you going to do to stimulate them every time they come into the meeting, the communication end of it? So we had one of our younger coaches. His summer project was to research Generation Z, how they learn, how you present. And I think that's being a teacher is I always say it's one thing to be a presenter. It's another to be a teacher. And you have to continue to stay up with the with the coaching and the teaching trends and everything that's going on. And so I think it's just the ability to communicate. How can they retain information? I think retention is, is big. I think also the ability to process information quickly. You know, when we talk about taking the next step as a football program in all three f- phases, you have to do a much better job of processing, processing the formations, the defensive structures, the offensive structures, what concepts you're getting. So there's a lot that goes into it, and the byproduct of all that is how you start in a classroom and on the field in your walkthroughs. Coach, uh, appreciate the time. Thanks for hopping on with us this afternoon. Good to catch up with you. Well, it's always good to see you guys in the building and look forward to coming on many times and appreciate your support and appreciate our great fan base. And today was a great day and uh, players day off today. And then we, we hit the field at 9 a.m. With a, with a big couple days coming up and a scrimmage on Saturday. So thanks, guys. Coach, appreciate it. That's Coach Butch Jones joining us here on the setup this afternoon. We'll take a timeout, come back with more after this here on the ticket. We'll be back faster than it takes Cade to hit the retweet button. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? The setup continues right after this on the Ticket Radio Network. EACC's fall registration is underway now, so register today. You'll find the fall semester schedule of classes online at eacc.edu under the course schedule link. Students have the options of on-campus, online, and blended classes for the fall semester. Advising and testing for new students are available on campus and virtually. EACC campuses in Forest City and Wynn are open for registration Monday through Thursday, 8 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Call 870-633-4480 or email at Advising at eacc.edu to schedule an appointment for testing or to meet with an advisor. Choose EACC, where you'll find more support, a better experience, and lower tuition. Register soon. Fall classes begin Monday, August 22nd. I received this letter a couple of days ago, and I thought I would share it with you. Dear Mr. Ford, my name is Doris, and I'm 82 years old. I enjoy your stories. I have one for you. My husband and I were hosting a young lady who was an exchange student. We took her to get her driver's license. Her English name is Jane. She calls me mom. She passed the written test, failed the driving test. The state trooper said she ran every stop sign. Jane looked at the state trooper and said, I was just driving like mom does. Good story. Glenn Sane, God bless our troops. Shirts, bags, koozies, hoodies, beanies, stickers, jackets, blankets. You imagine we create at Unique Inc. Whether your small business needs custom branded merchandise or your family needs matching magical vacation shirts, we're here for all your printing needs. With nearly a decade of experience and unmatched customer service, Unique Inc. is your one-stop design shop. When you think custom anything, think Unique Inc. 1320 Red Wolf Boulevard in Jonesboro. Chains, hats, business cards, bookmarks, monograms, embroidery. Hey, this is Jordan Kohler, owner here at Roof Raiders, and I want to thank you for voting us Best Roofing Company in the Best of NEA Contest and Premier Magazines Contest. Northeast Arkansas has seen its fair share of bad storms, and with that comes storm-chasing companies that don't have your best interests at heart. Roof Raiders is locally owned with fast, reliable service. 
When the sky's clear, Roof Raiders will still be here, ready to serve your family best. This is our hometown, too. Visit RoofRaiders.com. Roof Raiders, always on top. Roof Raiders works hard to keep a roof over our heads. And when it needs to be repaired, go with the locally owned, five-star rated, and award-winning professionals that cover Northeast Arkansas. I'm talking Roof Raiders. Roof Raiders works fast, and they take extra care to make sure every shingle and nail and detail is done right. And Roof Raiders takes the extra step of working with your insurance adjusters on the phone or face-to-face to negotiate on your behalf. Call now for a free inspection. 870-919-6085. That's 870-919-6085. Or online at roofraiders.com. Join us for the Kickoff Classic Sports Card and Memorabilia Show Saturday, August 13th inside the Red Wolf Convention Center at the Embassy Suites in Jonesboro. Vendors from around the region will be there with new and vintage cards, signed memorabilia, and much more. Come meet Memphis Grizzlies mascot Grizz from 10 to 11 and stop by the Grizzlies booth for special giveaways. Sir Pro Jonesboro is helping us raise money for the Miracle League and you'll have a chance to win a Grizzlies team autograph ball, St. Louis Cardinal tickets, and much more. Join us from 9 to 3 Saturday, August 13th for our Sports Card and Memorabilia Show inside the Embassy Suites on Red Wolf Boulevard in Jonesboro. It's the fastest hour in sports talk. Now back to the setup on the Ticket Radio Network. All right, welcome back here on the setup as we continue along on a Tuesday edition of the show here on the Ticket Radio Network. Uh, forgot to ask. Butch Jones about his Yeezys that he had on, or his Yeezy collection. Could We'd spent, still be talking yeah, with Butch. Could have spent a lot of time question. on that one. Like the Reed Tyler <laughs> interview would have got canceled. It would have been pushed back. It maybe to like September. Yeah. Well, he even said happened. he has a nice collection of Yeezys. Oh yeah. That list goes on for a long time. <laughs> Uh, we are joined by Reed Tyler here, who is uh, with us. Thanks for hopping on. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, we were talking during the break. Obviously, you guys are uh, five practices in, but coming up on Saturday, you're going to get uh, your first scrimmage of uh, fall camp underway. So I imagine there has to be a lot of excitement r- right now around this program. Oh, absolutely. You know, everybody loves a scrimmage just because it's, it's time where you can just put the ball down and just go, go play football. Um, it's the reason we all came here. You know, practice is great. Practice is when you get your fundamentals down, you get your camaraderie as a team, your chemistry and everything. But scrimmages are great because you get to just finally play some ball. You've done, obviously, a, a ton of these. The, the media Q&As, the practices, the scrimmages, all of that heading into your senior year. Uh, just What, if anything, feels different about this season? Yeah, I think the biggest thing to me has just been the locker room um, and then just even the rapport between uh, players and coaches. Um, you know, you come into camp, uh, people, are, in all honesty, a lot, of, a lot of players don't want to go into camp. You know, it's going to be a grind. You know, it's going to be a dog days. Um, but even coming in, what, six days ago now, um, there's a different feeling in the locker room. We were excited to get on the field, excited to put pads on. Um, even coming up on day seven tomorrow, um, that's kind of when – People start hitting the wall and everything, but I haven't seen that in the locker room at all. Over the off season, over summer workouts and everything, just guys hanging out together who I would never have guessed would hang out together. Um, and the only the only single uh, similarity we have is that we're on this football team, and that just shows you how much this means to us, how much this season uh, means to us. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see it. You kind of alluded to alluded to it a bit, but what are some of the differences you've noticed from year one to year two of Butch Jones being here? Yeah, I think uh, the biggest thing has just been us settling into each other. Um, Coach John being around the offense uh, a lot, he'll 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 be the first one to tell you he's a big wide receiver guy. He loves the, he loves the wide receiver, so he's always around the offense, always around in our unit meetings and everything. 
Um, and I think even just the rest of the staff, just us being able to come in and um, know what each one of our niches are, which, uh, know what our triggers are, whatever they might be, um, and just taking that to the practice field. We're more comfortable with each other, more comfortable with the playbook, more comfortable with the standards that we have. That's our big thing right now is standards over feelings. Um, and we know that right now that uh, year two of me being with Blackman, for example, um, I know what he what his feelings might be um, when he gets down. I can tell when he's getting down or something, and I can go tell him and vice versa, just, just same with him t- talking to me and – I think that's been the biggest thing, um, and we see that even between players and coaches too this year. You referenced James Blackman. There's been obviously a lot of conversation about him today, about how he's changed as a quarterback and, and as a leader. You get to have a front row seat for that. I mean, what is different heading uh, into year two for JB? Mm, yeah, I think uh, obviously uh, I know there's been a lot of talk just physically. He's just put on uh, muscle. He's put on, I think, 15 pounds or something like that, I think Coach was telling us. Um, and that's great. Um uh, but the biggest thing to me has just been uh, the mental side of it um, and the leadership spot side of it. Uh, he'll stop uh, in the middle of offensive meetings. I mean, yesterday we were installing a play, and instead of Coach Heck being up there and telling us uh, what the concept was, what the progression was, JB stand up there. Um, Blackman went up and told us what he was thinking, told us, hey, you need to do this because I'm going to come to you if you get this coverage and things like that. And that's what you need in a quarterback. Um, you need someone that you know is going to uh, – you know what they're going through. I mean, quarterback's a hard position to play. Um, and just him fitting into that role this year, knowing that he's the guy coming into camp, uh, it's been it's been really cool to see him step into that role and just take it head on. Offensively, last year, obviously the run game was a little bit of a struggle. So how much of an emphasis has been placed on that, of being able to consistently run the football this year? Uh, it's, it's been a, a huge emphasis. I mean, even before we put pads on, even before we uh, opened up a playbook, um, Jeff Jones, strength coach, um, that was our big thing. We needed to get stronger. Um, we need to get faster. Um, but we know that the stronger we get, the more that's going to translate over to our run game. Um, and in a sense, uh, even just our toughness in general, that's one thing that um, Coach Jones is big on is just our toughness as a team, our toughness as an offensive unit, defensive unit, special teams, whatever it might be. Um, and when, when you look at that, first thing you're probably going to look at is the run game and um, the guys up front. And I've seen a, a big step forward in uh, uh, our unit up front. Um, O-line's really come into this camp with the chip on their shoulder, and you've seen how uh, that that's uh, coming into flourishing for sure. During the break, we were talking about the – large amount of newcomers mm-hmm. that are that are on this roster but you're you're obviously the opposite of that you're a senior but not only that you're one of just a couple players that spent his entire collegiate career at Arkansas State I mean what what if anything does that does that mean to you being able to have your whole career play out here in Jonesboro uh, I, I've loved it I take a, a lot of pride in um, saying that I'm Arkansas State Red Wolf um, I've talked about the community a lot and just how much they um, mean to me our fan base um, everybody around uh it's, it's really a place and a program that you'd want to be in as a high school recruit. I came in here as a 18-year-old kid, and now I'm 22, 22 years old, playing my last season, married, everything. I mean, I've been through every season of life just about um, at this university, at this program, and it's just been a great a great thing to be able to say because transfer portal and stuff now, that's it's kind of hard to say that you've been at a place for five years, but I've loved every second of it. Knowing that this is going to be your last year, how – much of a different approach are you going to take going into this year? Yeah, I think uh, the biggest thing has just been taking everything day by day, moment by moment. Um, it's very easy, especially in camp, middle of the season, um, the days that's that's hard. Uh, it's easy to kind of want to wish them away and uh, want to just get to the next day, get to the next practice, whatever it is. And 
um, that's just one thing that I want to take into this year, knowing that each each moment um, could be my last one as my as my senior year comes around, um, and even just the the thought of what I'm going to leave when I leave here, especially in that tight end room. Those guys, I care a lot about those guys. They care about me, and just the fact of I want to teach them as much as I can. I want to learn as much as I can from them, even though they're younger than me too. And just just the fact that I want to leave that room better than when I got here. A lot of talent in that room. Absolutely. I think it's I think it's fair to say. Tell us about you know some of your teammates. What's going to be the strength of that tight end room? Uh, yeah, I think uh, our biggest strength. I mean, we got uh, myself as a fifth year guy. We got Miller as a uh, true freshman this year. Sadu and Manny are both. Uh, Man, COVID's throwing everything off. I guess they're like a sophomore, Richard. I don't even know what they are now. <laughs> you know, the they're room. young. They're, they're young. Yeah. yeah, they'll be um, there for a minute. And, and we got other guys in there: Rashad Richardson, Thomas Vaughn. Um, we just added a new guy, Marquise, into the from the wide receiver room. We got uh, Bronte, who's from uh, British Columbia. You know, we're we're the United Nations, if you can't tell. And <laughs> within <laughs> within the tight end room, just about uh, with Sadu being from London too. But like you said, there's a huge huge uh, pool of talent in there, um, and I think. The reason that we're so, or because we're so deep, that's just going to be able to uh, use our advantage throughout the season. Each one of us can do um, things that the other one might not be able to. We have similarities, but there's also differences that we can take advantage of too, as well. And just the fact that knowing that if I run, I can run each and every play just as hard as I want to, um, and know that someone's going to be able to come in and give each and every one of us a break. It's going to be able to uh, take a step further, even even more so in that room. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Okay. What's the biggest difference we're going to notice out of the offense this year as opposed to last year? I think just uh, the chemistry we have with each other. Um, I, you know, it's it's hard to see that sometimes. Um, last year we had a little bit of it, um, but you come off the season or come off the field as an offensive unit, and we'd go to each one of our sides of the benches throughout the game, um, and uh, that's that's just something I haven't really seen this camp. I think. Uh, we come off a field, we're going to be cheering each other on. We're going to be clapping it up between position groups. I mean, we we hang out with each other no matter what position group we're in, no matter what we're in. Um, I think that's one thing that will translate to the field very well. Well, I uh, appreciate the time. Thanks for uh, hopping on with us this afternoon. Good to catch up. Absolutely. I appreciate y'all. That's Reed Tyler joining us. We'll step aside for a timeout, come back, have a chat after this on the ticket. Our advice, just take the over. I think it's safe to say that I won the bet. More of the setup is coming up next on the Ticket Radio Network. Big gains for soybeans, rice down. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB Market Countdown. September corn at 6.15 and a half, up 7. With December corn at 6.14, up 6 and 3 quarters. August soybeans at 16.93 and a quarter, up 73 and 3 quarters. September soybeans at 15.12 and a quarter, up 48 and a quarter. September wheat at 7.81 and a half, up 1 and 3 quarters. With December wheat at 7.99 and a quarter, unchanged. October cotton at 104.54, up 2.96. December cotton at 99.07, up 3.48. September rice. At 17 even, down 19 and a half. With November rice at 17.26, down 17 and a half. Moving on to livestock now. August live cattle at 137.97 and a half, down 37 and a half. October live cattle at 143.17 and a half, down 105. August feeder cattle at 178.80, down 247 and a half. September feeder cattle at 182.50, down 315. August lean hogs at 122.20, up 40. October lean hogs at 99.60, down 70. 
That's your EAB Market Countdown, brought to you by Pico Foods. Now buying new crop corn and Milo, direct from local producers in Arkansas, Alabama, Missouri, and Mississippi. Farmers, harvest will be here before you know it, and Pico Foods is ready to buy your new crop corn and Milo. Before you book, call Pico, a fourth-generation family-owned business and the eighth-largest poultry producer in the U.S. Pico Foods buys direct from local producers at always competitive prices. Pico believes in supporting their own agricultural community, and right now, they're buying new crop corn and Milo. Call today. In Arkansas, Missouri, call David Durham or James Chester, 870 in Alabama and Mississippi, call Craig Bird or John Taylor Hickman, 601-670-9383. Seed Innovation Protection Alliance Seed Company members invest 15% of sales into new seed innovations for your cereal acres. Check the bag for certified seed or single-use agreement restrictions so you don't step over the line. Or talk to your seed dealer. Plant breeders develop better, stronger genetics for your farm. So let's reinvest together to improve yields and quality. Without your patronage and trust, Seed Company Companies wouldn't be able to continually develop new genetics, traits, seed treatments, and other innovations to meet your needs. Hey farmers, WT Equipment in Jonesboro and Pocahontas is open and ready to equip the farmers of Northeast Arkansas. Having a hard time locating available equipment prior to year's end? Do you need to upgrade your tractors, combines, or sprayer to be prepared for the 22 crop year? At WT Equipment, we have both new and pre-owned New Holland T9, T8, T7, and T6 tractors available for sale now, ranging from 125 to 620 horsepower. Both new and pre-owned New Holland CR combines also available now. New Holland SP model sprayers ready to roll now. Be prepared for the 22 crop year. Come see us at WT Equipment in Jonesboro or Pocahontas. To speak with our sales department in Jonesboro, call 870-972-5522. That's 870-972-5522. For Pocahontas, call 870-892-5254. That's 870-892-5254. Or visit our website at WTEquip.com. WT Equipment, let's get it done. The largest sales event in the South is August 11th through the 14th at Max Prairie Wings in Stuttgart. Shop tax-free during the four-day Max Prairie Wings Fall Fest with only a few exclusions. Plus, take advantage of super deep discounts on all your favorites. Shop Max Prairie Wings Fall Fest. Four days, August 11th through the 14th. Deep discounts across the store and get your sales tax paid. Some exclusions apply. Max Prairie Wings Fall Fest is August 11th through the 14th in Stuttgart. Get more savings and deals at MaxPW.com. For the first time in history, the FedEx Cup playoffs will begin at TPC Southwind, August 10th through 14th. Don't miss your chance to watch the top 125 players from the FedEx Cup standings compete for the PGA Tour's ultimate prize, the FedEx Cup. Only 70 players will make it through Memphis and on to the next round of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Daily grounds and upgraded ticket options are on sale now at FedExChampionship.com. Timeout's over, and we're going to the full court press. Now, let's get back to the setup on the Ticket Radio Network. All right, welcome back here on the setup as we get set to close out a Tuesday edition of the show. Here from A-State Football Media Day, full show full of interviews and we'll end it with another interview as we're joined alongside ryan hanson who's with us how are you great man how are you doing good uh so before we get into anything you were telling us during the break you've never done an interview before today no i haven't ever done an interview except for the three i did earlier so this is a it's a cool experience and it's great to be able to you know just do this and experience something new so we have a lot to live up to here yeah yeah definitely (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> well, uh, it's it's good that you're with us. Good that you're finally getting the interview thing crossed off. Uh, you know, for you, last season was uh, was a pretty good year. Uh, Sixty eight punts for two over twenty nine hundred yards. So, how would you assess kind of your performance last season? Uh, I thought I had a solid year last year. I mean, obviously, there's things that I could have done better at, and there's things that I've worked on during the off season. You know, just trying to be more consistent and make sure that every ball is the best that I can possibly make it, and making sure that my consistency is dialed in, and you know that I'm giving my team the best opportunity to succeed and then I'm putting our defense in the best possible position to go out on the field and be successful. It's a little bit different for specialists in terms of how, you know, fall camp is structured. The I, I guess the live reps are probably a little bit harder to replicate. Yes. So what what do you focus on in this fall to get ready? Obviously, a big thing for us is just getting our tempo and our rhythm down. Obviously, my long snapper, Jack Bullard, has done an excellent job throughout my whole career here. Having him has been a big help for me because, you know, obviously a lot of stuff for us, you know, comes down to just steps and launch point and stuff like that and just getting the ball off and making sure that I'm consistently doing the same thing. So just having everything dialed in with him and making sure that we're good to go in that aspect is just one of the biggest things that we've been able to focus on and that we're really trying to dial in, especially, you know, in team reps and being put in different situations with rush. Talking to everyone, it seems like there's a different culture. There's almost, uh, you know, more togetherness on the team this year. What has just been kind of the big difference from year one to year two now of Butch Jones as the coach? I'd have to say chemistry. The team, at this time this year is undoubtedly a lot closer with each other than we were last year. I mean, there's a lot more just cohesiveness, but he's more friendly with each other. I mean, you see guys walking around the facility in groups of five, seven, eight people versus last year you'd see guys in groups of two or three. So that's been something that's definitely been a big noticeable difference, especially from my perspective. Seems like, you know, specialists are a little bit of a, a different breed, maybe kind of hang out more with each other. Yeah. Does that mean you guys are getting out there and, and, you know, spending more time with the O-line or the defensive backs or, or whatever else? Oh, absolutely. I mean, obviously I can't be successful, you know, punt-wise without the guys that are out there covering for me and protecting me. So obviously I have to have good relationships with them and be able to get along with them and be able to, you know, have some chemistry with them. So that's obviously something that's very important, and especially on field goal, too, because obviously we can't ever get the ball off if, you know, the line doesn't do a good job blocking. So having good relationships with those guys is super important, especially for our success. You kind of get an up-close seat to it, but Butch Jones mentioned just the competition between the kickers, you know, three kickers that have had a very competitive competition throughout the course of the offseason. So what's that kind of been like to watch? It's been awesome because, I mean, I get to do all the holding for all three of them, so – I mean, obviously, they all like the ball held slightly differently, so I'm having to go, you know, between them and be able to make that slight correction each time that, you know, there's a different guy out there. So it's been great to just be able to try to put each or each of them in the best possible situation to be successful. How many times have you been kicked? Ooh, uh, no, none. They're, really? Okay. Yeah, wow. They're really good, yeah. So that's, uh, that, that's never an issue. So they're, uh, they're all really good at what they do. Well, that's good. that's good. I would be nervous. I would be the person that was there and just like ran away before they even got to the football. No, so. I, I have a lot of faith in them. So okay. they're uh, they're really good at what they do. So your your five practices in now to fall camp. So how's fall camp kind of going so far? I mean, obviously it's a grind, you know, for everybody. Um, but it's been great. It's been great to just kind of 
be able to be indulged in the process and just focusing on getting 1% better each day and finding something to get better at each time I go out into the field and having something I'm focusing on that I want to make sure when I walk off the field, I know that I got better at that one thing today. Standards over feelings is kind of the new team MO for, for this fall or for this season. It's self-explanatory yes. kind of what it means, but, but what does it mean to you? I mean, obviously, like, you know, it's fall camp. Like, we're all tired. You know, we're all hurting in some way, shape, or form. But, you know, in a lot of ways, it's, nobody cares how you feel. Just, you know, you have to perform to the standard and live up to the standard. So that's kind of what standards over feelings means to me is just going out and performing no matter how you feel. Saturday is, you know, the first time you guys get to scrimmage. You get to put on pads in a couple of days. So what's the overall excitement for that? I mean, I'm really excited just because, you know, when we when we have scrimmages, it's more of a game day atmosphere yeah. and stuff like that. So that mentally just kind of gets me going a little bit and a little bit more excited. So that's something that uh, something that we all really look forward to and get to go out there and just, you know, kind of go out and just do our thing and have fun and play football. I guess the scrimmage is probably easier for you because you can replicate game-like situations there. It is in some aspects. It's more more similar to a game because, yeah. I mean, in a, you know, running onto the field and we're punting the ball versus, you know, doing, you know, 10, 12 reps and just to practice. You know, we got ones, twos, threes or something like that. So it's a little bit easier in that aspect of replicating what's going to happen in the game. And also, you know, cross your fingers for, for good weather. I know punting in the indoor has got to be a real adventure. Oh, it is. I mean, there's times where it's like I hit the ball and I look up and I'm like, man, well, I think that was a good ball, but I didn't see it before it went into the roof. So, I mean, it's kind of nice to just have, you know, our kickers or something like that watch and be like, oh, yeah, that was a good ball because there's times where, you know, I don't know because the ball goes into the roof so quickly. But we're fortunate to have had good weather for, I mean, most of fall camp. I know the, I think the second practice it was raining, so yeah. we had to go inside. But, you know, it's uh, it's – it's honestly really nice to be able to have an indoor, especially in the winter and stuff like that. When when it's 30 degrees and the wind's blowing 30 miles an hour, it's nice to be able to go inside and, you know, then still be able to productively go punt when it would be a really hard, really hard to go outside and do that. We're 25 days away from the, the first game against Grambling State. So what are some of your goals, expectations for, for this season? Consistency. That's going to be my biggest thing. I mean, last year I had a pretty good year personally, so – that's going to be something I'm looking to build on and just, you know, as I say, just treating each punt as just a new life, I guess, is the best way I could put it is just, you know, no matter how good or how bad the last one went is like, okay, like either celebrate it or make corrections or whatever it may be, but each punt needs a new focus and just kind of a new, you know, mentality to attack it. So, Well, I uh, appreciate you joining us uh, this afternoon. Thanks for hopping on and good luck this year. Well, thank you all for having me. appreciate it. That's A-State punter Ryan Hanson joining us as we get set to close out our coverage today from A-State. A full day of coverage. Yeah, he crushed the first he interview, crushed the by the first way. Interview. Didn't, yes. didn't act like a rookie yep. at all. No, I, I don't even think he gave coach speak, player speak, anything like that. No, gave we, good I answers. mean, we heard, like, some of the, we heard standards over feelings before we yep. asked about it. So he got out some of the butch phrases yep. before yep. we asked about them. But <laughs> it was uh, it Got was those out of the way quick. So not bad for a first interview. Well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> he did a great job, yes. as did uh, all of our previous guests today, yeah. everybody who, who hung out with us. Good slate, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Uh, Butch Jones was on. Reed Tyler was on. Eddie Smith was on uh, during this show. And then I don't even remember who we had on last hour. <laughs> In the previous <laughs> hour, we talked with Champ Fleming. Yes. We talked with T.W. Ayers as well. Yeah, so six straight interviews to uh, to close out the day today.
A lot of positivity today. Again, as you would expect, everybody's undefeated. Yep. 25 days until the season, but uh, but uh, really enjoyed catching up with everybody today for A-State Football Media Day. No doubt, and it just means the season is uh, even closer now that we have this one knocked out. All right, that does it for us. Thanks to everyone that uh, hopped on for, for interviews today, to Rich Jones, to Tyler, to Eddie Smith, to Ryan Hansen, uh, everyone that's been a part of this, to Kara Ritchie for co-hosting. For everyone that's been a part of this today, I'm Kate Carlton. So long, have a great Tuesday, and we'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow here on The Ticket.